It's the season of love, and what better time to discuss couples and money than this month? In this episode, Terry, Liz, and I will go through how we and our spouses handle finances at home, and we also offer some personal tips and tricks that you can use to enhance the financial condition in your own relationship. Be sure to listen all the way to the end, because we're offering you a chance to win a $150 DoorDash gift code. Stay tuned for more information and directions on how to enter. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, long time no see. I know. It's been like two years since we've seen each other in person. (laughs) How are you, Liz? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hanging in there. Yeah, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. That comes with new goals and finance goals and all these goals that everybody has. Yeah, that's right. Any New Year's resolutions, either of you? Oh man. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything new. I didn't. I didn't declare anything new. I'm just trying to. I don't know. Maybe Im- implement all the ones that I've had in the past. <laughs> like, you know, You're still running off flat, 2021 flat. Yeah. resolution. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still have ones from 2019 before the world went crazy uh, <laughs> that, I that I haven't hit yet. So we're yeah. working on it. But. Yeah, post pandemic, and uh, we're still trying to get it all together. So, exactly. Yep. So, what are we doing today? Tell me what we're doing. I think we're going to be talking about our spouses quite a lot. I don't know if this is oh, the episode. Nice. I don't know if this is the episode that they that they should be listening to. Yeah, good point. Uh, so don't tell, don't tell it, Bill. I won't tell Bill and you won't tell Andrea. Yep. And no one tells Phil. No one tells no, Phil. We'll keep so, it all secret. Yeah. Because this, this particular one is about finances and couples. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. You know, sometimes actually I'm going to go out on a limb right and just say how brave we are, how courageous we are to bring these two topics together. Because I feel like that a lot of times couples you know, shove things, um, especially money issues and money topics underneath the rug, because um, I don't know about you. I've been married for now going on 26 years. And for the first, oh my gosh, I would say dare five years, Bill and I just, we argued about money constantly. And it's not that we didn't have it. We didn't have any kids. We had these two great incomes and no kids. And we still argued about money. Yeah. So I can relate to that for sure. I'm going on six years of marriage. So I'm hoping that I'm at the end. just <laughs> like you were the first five years. I'm hoping that we're, we're getting close to the end of, you know, money arguments. Not yeah. that we have that many of them, but you know, it's, it happens. Well, it's yeah. not, it's probably one of those things. It just takes time yeah. to work it out. Right. If neither one gives up in the first five years or so at least you're fine you're making some ground you're gaining ground you're building something together right no for sure and you also have to remember that it's two completely different people oftentimes from two different backgrounds Mm. when it comes to money coming together and trying to figure it out together it's not Mm going to happen overnight so right that's one thing that i try to you know she gives me grace with and i give her grace with and we we just try to work on it 
daily. Yeah, no, so. that is so important, Will. And you know, um, I've mentioned this in a, in a different uh, podcast. I don't think we were talking about money in couples, but we were talking about life in couples. And you know, you get it does get to the point where you're like, you know what? I've already argued about this. I'm not going to bring it up again. And mm. so, you know, after a certain amount of time together. I feel like you kind of get to that point where it's like, eh, we already argued about this. Let's just go on to, you know, something right. else or, or right. extend that grace, which mm-hmm. is so important. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we all have tips, right? I think that's what we were going to come together and we're all both going to, we're all going to share a couple of tips. Let's see. So my first thing, so what we do is what we like to do when direct deposit hits. So we have, we both have jobs our money comes into our account every week, every week in her case, bi-weekly for me. And the first thing I do as soon as that direct deposit hits is that I go in and I make some transfers. So I like to budget out. It's tough coming up with, you know, rents. Actually, we just had our rent increase the other day. So rent for everyone is high. So it's one of those things that I try not to mess around with. And I want to have that money on the first of the month, every month. So what I do is that I, as soon as that direct deposit hits, I transfer, I, we get paid six times a month. Right, let me slow down here. We get paid six times a month. So I take our rent and I divide it by six. And that's how much I transfer over to the rent savings account. Mm-hmm. So on the first of the month, that money is already there. All I have to do is write the check, hand it to my landlord, and we're good. Perfect. So I do the same thing with other And that's actually kind of, um, I think there's a term for that. It's called a sinking fund. So that's kind of what a sinking fund is that you, you um, put money into an account that you're going to be using or earmarking for something, whether in my case, rent money, uh, you can do it for your mortgage payment. You can do it for a car that you plan on buying in the next 12 to 18 months, um, anything like that. And you just transfer the money into that account either weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however you feel more comfortable doing it. And by the time you're ready to make that purchase or make that payment, that money is there. Um, another thing I like to do it for is the insurance. So we pay our mm. our car insurance every six months. Um, and so I take our paychecks and I divide it into the six months. And it's like 15 bucks or something like that, that I have to put into that account every time one of us gets paid. So by the time that um, premium comes in, that that money is there and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to kind of budget for it per se for that month. It's kind of already saved up for me. So Hmm. that's what I like to do. We we do the same thing, Will. And I have to tell you the other day, um, I was thinking about our mortgages due the beginning of the month. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking about when we get paid, which is like you said, we get paid bi-weekly. So I was thinking, oh, when is this going to hit? And I looked and lo and behold, the, uh, the mortgage account was already funded for, for the month of January. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a little bonus right there. But we right. do the exact same thing. And um, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in doing that. I do have a question. So you do the transfers is that something that you discussed with uh, Andrea beforehand that you were going to take care of that, or does she yeah. go on? Does she do? Does she go into online banking and check? I know that you check your accounts, you know, regularly. Does yep. she do the same? Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure she does. I don't know how often. 
like in every relationship there's a nerd and then there's the free spirit mm-hmm. uh, i'm definitely the nerd in our in our marriage and she's definitely this the free spirit so she depends on me to you know make sure that the money whatever it is is there and you know she uses it for whatever we need for the household whether it's groceries you know extracurricular activities for the girls um anything like that so yeah she checks it again probably not as often as i do but i'm sure at least a couple times a week anyway so mm-hmm. you're the one pretty much managing it yeah i'm the one right. going in there yeah. and managing the the finances of the household so i'm the cfo of the household oh i like that <laughs> yeah so i'm curious how did you and andrea like come to the agreement that that was going to be your process um well <clears throat> we try to meet often and by often i mean at least every four to eight weeks i guess you could say it's not always monthly but we we try to talk finances and talk about our goals and what we want to do um as i've mentioned probably a few times on the podcast you know we're saving up for that down payment for the house so it's important to have those conversations and discuss what needs to be done um so that process that i do i probably started that about a couple maybe two years ago now and so that's when we talked about it that i'm just gonna open another savings account for the rent and I'm going to divide our paychecks and put it in there every time we get paid. And then on the first of the month, I transfer that money to our checking account and we're good. I don't have to stress about not having the money because we, you know, went out to eat one more time than we should have during the month or whatever it is, you know, so it's there. Yeah. Cause those are the expenses, you know, we're going to come up. Exactly. Because it's different from an emergency fund, which the money is set aside in case something catastrophic or something of pressing need arises. But this is a separate account for anticipated living expenses. expenses. Yep. And I'm glad you brought that up, the the emergency fund, because I think what brought this idea up was that the insurance in particular, because it's every six months. So you only think about it twice a year. And every six months we were pulling money out of our emergency fund to pay the uh the insurance premium which you know 500 bucks that you weren't planning for um you you just pull it out of your emergency fund and you think nothing of it but i was like well that's not the point of the emergency fund you know so i was like we need to come up with a better system and this is what we came up with and i'm sure someone listening probably does something similar but we didn't really know you know, so yeah. we mm. we came up with it and it's been working pretty well for us over the last couple of years. That's a great strategy because literally, yeah. you know, as a CFO of your household, that is you guys have budget meetings. What I heard you say is you have budget meetings. We try. I mean, four to six not. weeks <laughs> and then you and then you strategized um, on your funding. I like that. Well, good yeah. job. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. How about you, Terry? What are you what are you up to? What are you well, so just following suit on the budgets, um, that's what I would want to talk about, you know, um, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest. We, we actually have a webinar um, that I help facilitate. It's on our YouTube channel. I think it's called Budgeting 101. Lizzie, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And can we put that in the show notes too, Lizzie? Definitely. Like, um, so we have a budgeting sheet and it's, um, it's a pretty cool budgeting sheet in the sense that you you basically 
um, project what your monthly income is going to be, and then gather all of your information in terms of your expenses for what your projected expenses are going to be for the month. And then you, um, you know, you just throw them in this worksheet and the worksheet is, um, it's all digital and it has formulas set up so that you can watch your, um, unfortunately, you can watch your money dwindle as um, expense items are being put in there. But it's like putting yourself to the torture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it is a little bit of a torture crisis. Um, but so we we follow a budget in our house. Um, I will I will be completely honest and say that we don't have regular budget meetings, but we have a very good sense again after being married for so long, uh, and we have gone through several. Um, budgeting meetings. So I think that we're at a point now where we know where, what our expenses are, uh, what our goals are. And I'm going to talk about that in, in one of my other points, but the budget is very important, especially if you're just starting off in this process, you're a young couple, maybe you're just, you know, you're newly married or you're just, you know, uh, starting to think about your future with somebody. I think it's really important to understand the budgeting process um, and have those very uncomfortable conversations um, initially, you know, and I will say this, and I don't know, Will, um, Lizzie, if you can attest to this, but our experience when we first started talking about about a budget was not good. I mean, we, I'm not sure why, but we are, it was almost like we were, um, in a hot, we ended up getting in a hollering match. Like it was like, mm-hmm. like you need to hear what I'm saying. So I'm going to talk about, you know, 10 times louder than what I normally talk about because <laughs> I'm like, you're not understanding me. Um, so we had that we, we had, there was a lot of times where we just, I like just threw down this, you know, the paper, I threw down the, the pen and I was like, enough, we're done or whatever. And same on Bill's side. Um, so we did that about three times. And, and I think that that was, um, I want to say that was communication, you know, even though it didn't, we didn't meet the expectations of our budget meeting, but it was, at least we were still communicating and it didn't go terribly south at that point, but we, it was, it was eye opening. So a couple of things about the budget. So we have the, the webinar out there, Budgeting 101. I encourage you guys to all go out and take a look at it. The budgeting sheet is also available. We actually emphasize the use of a zero-based budget. And basically what that is, is every dollar of income that comes in to your household has an allocation. You know exactly where you're going to be putting each dollar throughout the month. I think that the way we set up the, we might've set it up to uh, projected versus actual. And if we didn't, we can obviously fix that, Lizzie, so that, because I think that that's good to see too what your projected budget is versus what your actual budget is. But anyway, it's called zero-based budgeting. Every dollar has an allocation. I feel like that that's huge. But um, two things about the budget. One is that it does take three to six months to really get a good idea about how to budget and what to budget and what include what that includes for your household because a lot of people sometimes they they budget and then they and then they don't hit it and how discouraging yeah. is it to have a budget and you just get missing the mark right 
So it does take some time and, and give each, each couple should give themselves like three to six months for this to really kind of start to work. Here's the second part. After Bill and I argued about the budget for the first three times that we met, we stopped arguing about it because there was something very um, uh, grounding and, and beneficial about having this written down somewhere. Right. It's almost like I, it was, as soon as I put it down on a piece of paper or printed it out to show him, and I think the visuals are very important, but we went over it and it took the emotion out of it. And I'm mm. not sure what that mm. process is. I'm sure that there's some type of psychological term for it, but for us, it took the emotions out of it. And yeah. so, you know, that I think is one of the main reasons why um, couples should have a budget. Right. And it, you know, it provides a, it provides a, a plan for your money. Right. right. So yep. it's really important to know where your money's going and to assign those dollars. So that's, that's my two cents. That's my, we do something similar. Um, we actually, and it's funny, you kept saying you have an allocation for every dollar, mm. every dollar, every dollar, where there's an app called every dollar and that's it right. does the same thing. Um, the zero based budgeting, um, and that's what we use. So um, I can definitely attest to that. That it de- And it definitely does take three to six months to really get a handle on it. Um, right. So be patient yeah. for sure. And I think, I, Terry, you, you brought up a really interesting and important part of the whole budget process, and that is the communication aspect. Because I had the same exact experience as you, you and Bill, for the most part. So Phil and I, when we first got married, within two years – of our marriage, that's when we're like, okay, we should really start budgeting. Now, we were both very kind of se- separate with our finances. So the fact that we we sat down to, to do this budget was like another big step, you know, in our relationship. We don't really fight. We're pretty simpatico. I don't know what happened in that budget meeting, but like <laughs> we we got heated, heated. And I'm thinking, what happened? You know, I had no idea what's going on. Like we started with, let's sit down and do a budget. And we end with, arguing and it was the weirdest experience ever so i learned i don't have a perfect marriage surprise surprise (laughs) um but anyway if you did this would be a different show exactly exclusively to you (laughs) right right so it's like there was a part of me that remembered what you had said prior and i was like you know terry had mentioned this is part of the process couples tend to argue especially when it comes to money but I think what we, the more we talked about it, because eventually we just stopped, calmed down, and then mm. we kind of started back into the communication element. And I, I started to learn, like, we had very separate processes, and he didn't know what my process was, and I didn't know what his process was. So we were both saying, well, I don't know why you do it that way. Well, I don't know why you do it that way. So yeah. he was trying to convince me to do it his way, and I was trying to convince him to do it my way. Right. And... So and you we, both get defensive, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Over your process. Like this is the way you've been doing it for years. <laughs> you get so defensive because someone is saying, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Right. right. And yeah. you're like, but it's worked totally. for me. Like, what don't yeah. you understand? You know, I'm yeah. highly successful. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've made it this far. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, once we took the time to kind of just explain that and, and understand no, your process was working great for you. Mine was working great for me. So how do we make them work great together? We managed to work through that and find, you know, our, our flow. 
But, right. you know, Terry, to your early earlier point, arguing is a form of communication. It like is. you're still yeah, kind of is. communicating through the process, but you do need to find resolution. You do right. need yeah. to reach that point where you're both on the same page. So right. that's just one thing that I learned, especially when it came to budgeting, like how important communication is. And yeah. if it gets too heated, just press the pause button, chill exactly. out a little bit, right. yep. and then pick it back up when when there's no emotions involved. Right. 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 No, good. Really good point. As a matter of fact, let's add an, 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 an <laughs> never mind. <laughs> We're going to add something to this. And that is the rules of a budget meeting. You know, me, yes. maybe, and, and each couple gets to establish what the rules are. Right. So, um, right. you know, it's like, it's going to be mutually respectful. Uh, we're not going to raise our voices. Um, you know, after 25 minutes, if there's any, you know, we'll, let's take it to the following day, whatever, whatever works for each couple. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there should probably should be rules set for a budget meeting. I like that last point. It's gonna, it sounds like you have like a, a time limit, like 25 yeah. minutes. So yeah. that's actually really good because you can go an hour. And again, one person is the analytical one, me. Mm -hmm. And one person is the, I'd rather gouge my eyes out, wife. <laughs> so um, yeah, so to set a, a limit on the time that you spend talking about this might be better. I think would be beneficial as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, definitely. Lizzie, what do you have? What's what's your what's your goal? I mean, not your goal. I'm sorry. What's your point? Well, what's my point was communication. Like, make sure you're communicating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How convenient. Okay. Don't resort to personal attacks. Try yeah. to understand where the other person is coming from, mm -hmm. and understand that they may not they may not know where you're coming from. So you have to make it clear to them with an open mind yep. that, you know, you're both, you may be on different pages to start, but you've got to come together to be on the same page and understand both sides, you know? And then at the same time, like getting angry is part of the process, but don't, don't like stay in that mode because that doesn't yeah. get you any solutions. Right. You have to come to an understanding and you have to be patient because that will, that will solve it. It will help you solve it. Right. Yeah. And I think to kind of add to my earlier point about the whole um, one person being in a little analytical and, you know, gung ho about budgeting and money and all that. And the other person, not so much is that the person who is driven for it, like that wants to not, that's a wrong word. Not that neither of you want, don't want to do it, but the person that's more, you know, the nerd, I guess that person should be the one to kind of, come up with the first draft on what he or she would like this to look like. Mm -hmm. And then understand that your partner might have a lot of changes because they might be doing it a different way. You know, the different process like you and Phil Liz. Um, yeah. So I think going into it with that first draft of what the budget should look like and then allowing yourself to accept and take with an open mind the critiques that are that might be coming from your spouse if that makes mm. sense mm. and then coming up with some sort of a a resolution to meet in the middle um is the yeah. what i would also add to that yeah. well cuz chances are if they're if they're an analytical person right and they're they're the nerd right there's fun. there's typically a reason for why they're structuring it that way so if you don't understand it ask them about it you know, right. and ask them with an understanding that they most likely have a good reason for it. If you're an analytical person, you tend to be on the logical bend of things. So right. 
it's just that like there's an, an element of trust too yeah. right? right yeah that needs to be and there everyone has a process for everything that they do and it's a process that works for them and you can't expect someone outside of yourself to look at what you're doing and understand what you're doing without asking questions and right. you know being open to a little bit of criticism on how to do it a little better they might have a better idea you just kind of have to be open to that right in right. and, and on, this just came to me guys but you know if if again if this is new to someone maybe what they could do is actually use look at the at the budget sheet for the first time together right mm-hmm. so they open up the budget sheet they look at it together and then they'll, they're going to have a conversation of like, well, what does this mean? Like, Oh, where, where do we put this? Yeah. And so that someone's not doing it in advance. And then, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes I feel like that anybody who does create the budget, when they present it, they're going to be, they're defending the budget. And then the other person is trying to figure out where the numbers came from. Right. right. So maybe it's a good idea when you start the budget, don't do it. Just do it together. Yeah. Yeah. That will work too. Yeah, for sure. That way no one's like already committed. Like that one person hasn't already committed to their workflow. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, each of us are going to go through one more tip. So three more tips coming your way right after this. If this is the year you're ready to buy your first home, make sure you've got the best team of mortgage experts on your side. Triangle's mortgage team will work with you to get the financing you need when you're ready to purchase that home you've worked so hard to find. Our experienced originators guide you through the financing process so you can face the home buying journey with confidence. It's finally time to purchase that dream home. Do it with the mortgage team at Triangle Credit Union. Visit trianglecu.org to check our current rates and to schedule an appointment with one of our mortgage originators. Boom, we're back. <laughs> I missed you so much, Will. <laughs> Long time no see. I know. So let's see. So I have another point. Um, how we handle our spending money. So again, I, I rely so much on transfers, or we rely so much on transfers. So again, our paycheck comes into our checking account every week or every two weeks. I love those weeks when we get paid twice. Yeah. But um, in any case. We get the uh, we get our fun, our direct deposit right into the account into the checking account, and it stays there. But every Friday, every Friday morning, automatic transfers come out of those check out of that checking account and go into, I guess, our spending account. So what we do, and this is going to be this might sound kind of confusing for you guys and for the listeners, but we have under our membership we have three checking accounts and one is the bill pay account and one is Andrea's checking and one is Wilmer's checking. So that's kind of how we do it. When we log into online banking, we see the three checking accounts there. It's, it's all there. Um, So it's not like it's a separate membership where none of, where we don't have access to it. We both have access to all three accounts equally. The only difference is that, I get a debit card for my Wilmer's checking account and she gets a debit card for hers. And then we both get a debit card for the um, bill pay account, the one where the direct deposit hits. And that's what we use for groceries and whatever. Um, So yeah, every Friday, 
automatic transfers come out of that bill pay account and then go into our each of our spending accounts. So Andrew's checking, Wilmer's checking will get hit with a automatic deposit every Friday. So we look for that's kind of like our own payday, if you will. So that's cool. If that makes sense. Hopefully, okay, you... I'm gonna just. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like watching Will uh, via Zoom, and I'm I'm in awe. <laughs> I'm like, if if I'm I using my hands a lot. No, no, no. I'm like, I am Will. This is outstanding. What a great. I mean, that's a great idea. First of all, you're giving yourself permission to spend. Exactly. And and that's the whole point. Yeah. And what's so cool is that you're you're spending your own money that you guys have yep. already divvied up. I mean, exactly. And it's already budgeted. Huge. So that, yeah. that, um, that transfer is part of the budget, that allowance, if you will, that we, that we give to ourselves is part of the budget. So it's not, we don't have to use it for anything other than what I want to use it for what, you know, she loves coffee, so she'll get herself a coffee or, you know, I, I, I love electronics. So I might go, you know, spend a few bucks on a, on a cool gadget at right. Best Buy or something, you mm -hmm. know? So that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I mean, I think that that's, that is like so far the number one tip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's, here's the deal. I mean, we already kind of talked about emotion, but something like that, that is, um, it's just, it's very innovative, um, but it, it takes away all of the, any resentment yes. that, you know, that a spouse could have towards another one, if they're checking their, their common checking account, right. And they yeah. see that somebody's like, you know, going out to Duncan's or, or wherever, right. Yeah. Um, you know, five times a week and you know, that five times a week, you know, could come up to about like 50 bucks. Right. Exactly. So that's right. huge. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you also like, like Terry said, you give each other freedom to spend your own money. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And you avoid that, well, you've been buying coffee every other week. Well, you just spent $70 on a new you know, gadget. And like, yeah. you don't, you don't get to that point. Exactly. You already know right. that money's been allocated and it's already taken care of. It eliminates a lot of arguing. That's right. Really, like our, not that we argue a lot and not that we argued a lot prior to this, but whatever we did argue about in terms of like, Hey, you know, you use the checking account for, you know, this, and I don't know if that was worth using it for, because now we don't have money for this, mm -hmm. you know, it eliminated that completely because now it doesn't matter. Like I can use my money and she uses her money and I can't question her. She can't question me. It is what That's it awesome. is. So, Will, um, I know that you know the ins and outs probably more so of anybody at Triangle about online and mobile banking. How would somebody go ahead, uh, what would be the first step in terms of setting up this kind of structure? Would they have to contact, like, would, should they go into the, into one of the branches or should they, you know, reach out to the contact center about setting up additional accounts or can they do that online? Like what's yeah, your, whatever they want to do, however they, they feel more, most comfortable. So I did it through online banking. I think mm -hmm. it's under the, I believe it's the additional tabs or additional 
something additional. I forget what that term is. I, did, but. I think it's called additional accounts, but I, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. But. It's definitely, it's, it's a tab within online banking and under there, open a new account or something like that. Mm-hmm. They click on that and they go through the workflow and you pick what you want to open, whether it's another savings or another checking or a CD or whatever. Okay. And um, you go through the process. And the nice thing is that once that account has been opened, you should, and you're back on the, I guess, homepage of online banking where you see all your accounts. You go to my settings and then you go to rename or rename and hide your accounts. You click on that link and there you get to name that checking account. So again, we named it Wilmer's checking and Andrea's checking and bill pay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we know when we're when we sign on which account we're looking at and what the balances of those accounts are. Awesome, so. awesome. And in terms of the debit card, did you just go into the into the branch and yep. ask for a debit card for those particular accounts? Yeah, I forget how we did it, but that sounds about right at the time. This that that's been, that was the old, this is the oldest trick um, mm-hmm. we or tip I should say we've been doing this for years at least. Uh, you know, close to let's see eight years now we've been doing that mm-hmm. um where that's kind of been our process for our spending money and it's worked awesome for us um but yeah at the time i think we went and we i was working at franklin street um at the time and uh, i just you know hit up one of the assistant managers and i said hey can you can you get me a couple of debit cards for these accounts and mm-hmm. you know it was a quick process perfect i love it great yeah. tip great tip thank you um So my tip is um, about goals. And I know, Wilmer, uh, you and Andrea are thinking about uh, buying a house. And so that's a goal. Um, Bill and I are in a different time in our lives where we have retirement on the horizon. So that's a goal. And um, honestly, you know, as much as it's beneficial to have conversations about budgets and, um, Again, I guess this just kind of goes back to what you were talking to, Lizzie, too, about communication is like, what are our goals? When you think about retirement goals, we look at, I would say probably a couple of times a year, we'll look at what's um, in our retirement accounts. And, you know, we're now just getting to the point where it's like, what do you, how are we going to spend our retirement? How are we, what do we want to do? you know, what kind of things do we want to do in retirement? What does it look like for us? You know, obviously we're in the Northeast right now. And I think I've shared this in the past, but, you know, ideally we would love to be somewhere in, you know, somewhere in the South um, for retirement. So the good news about that is that, you know, our housing market up here is much higher than down South. So we can think about when we sell our house and, you know, repurchase down there, we probably hopefully have more, more money. Um, you know, it'll go a little bit further. So those are the kind of thing. I just think goals, um, is so important. And here's my challenge to anybody who's listening is when you go out to dinner and you look around and if you see the, if you see couples who aren't communicating, you know, they, sometimes you look and they're on their phone, you know, just start a conversation about what are our money goals. And yeah. you have no idea. It's like, it, it just kind of takes on a life of its own. And the next thing you know, you've, got, you've eaten and you've gone through dinner and now you're on your way to your car or to the movies and you're still talking about goals. Yeah. It's really a conversation that has no end. And um, it's just important, I think, for couples to, 
to keep that at the forefront of, um, you know, of, of what their future is going to look like and um, just to make sure that they're on the same page. Yeah. Right. Because uh, if you don't have a goal, if you don't know where your destination is, you're not sure where to put your focus. Right. That's why goals yep. are so important. They help you, they help drive you in a direction. And when yep. you're both on the same page about it, you're both moving in that direction, which is like right. even better when you think yeah. about it. Right. Now you've got two yeah. people working towards something. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than, you know, coming up with a goal with, with someone and only one of you are moving towards that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so luckily that's not the case. I don't think with either one of us, but um, it's, I can imagine it's, it's not fun. Yeah, that would yeah. be that again. That would be an entirely different show, and I don't think anybody on this panel is equipped to handle those conversations. <laughs> I don't know if we have the right degrees. <laughs> right, we don't have the right degree. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'll jump into my second point, or um, what I'd like to share, and this is kind of in line with the goals. It's it fits perfectly. Is tracking and building your net worth. So this is mm. something that my husband and I have put focus in. It's one of our goals is where we've found, we've made an effort to track our net worth and to, to push it, you know, to the points where we want to see it. So, you know, about two years ago, we were, after we stopped fighting about a budget, <laughs> we started laying out um, what, what's our net worth? Cause we wanted to know. And, yeah. um, you know, we're focusing on saving money. We're focusing on in the future, buying a house, we're focusing on retirement. So we wanted to see where we're at and where we think we could get. For anyone listening, if you haven't done this yet, I, I think it's a great thing to try to do is sit down and calculate what your net worth is. And that's, that's involving adding your up your assets, all your bank accounts, any equities you have, your retirement accounts, stuff like that. And then you add up any debts or loans you have and you subtract the loans from your assets and that should give you your net worth. So I think it's just a great thing to do because it keeps you if it's helps set goals for you, if your net worth is a little too low, maybe we'll work on maybe paying down some debts or maybe saving a little more and you can work together to increase that net worth. Phil and I, we track ours every month. Some people, they track it once a year because I tell you with the way the markets go, sometimes it's low, sometimes month, yeah. like one month it's down and that yeah. can be a shocker. You know, it's down more than we expected. Right. But, um, we track it monthly just to stay on track, keep ourselves motivated. But I will tell you, like, when it comes to the net worth conversations, we're excited to talk about it because we're both yeah. working on the same thing. We're both working towards that goal. Yeah, Lizzie, Lizzie it is a great, it's, it's a great tip. Um, do you guys have an app or like how? What's the process when you when you and Phil are are talking about it? Do you like how are you? I know how you're calculating it, but what is, what's the means that in which you're calculating? We it? use an old school Excel sheet. We created uh -huh. our own and we, um, we set up a field for retirement accounts. We set up a field for um, bank accounts. We set up a field for, um, you know, any debts and we, and, you know, other assets, any equities, things like that. And we, every month we input the changes in our account numbers and they all automatically do their math. And then we take that number and we just plot it in a month tracker and it's all on Excel. So yeah. it's, it's pretty easy to set one up, you know, you just make your fields. And right. then we also have like a formula there. So we calculate like, okay, we take this month's amount and we subtract it from last month's amount 
and we see what the difference is or vice versa. We subtract last month's amount from this one and we see what the difference is. And that tells us if it went up or down per month. Right. Yeah. So, and again, like I said, some people may not want to track it monthly. Um, they may find it better to track it yearly, but we just like to track I find it that the sweet spot is quarterly for me anyway. That's a good time. Yeah, that's a yeah. good. So every 90 days you, you check it because monthly, again, it could fluctuate dramatically. Right. Um, yeah. Yearly, I think is too long to go. Um, just because, again, if someone isn't really quite into it, only one person's going to really might remember to check it. So I think quarterly is the sweet spot for, for us anyway. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to add to that is that if you're just starting out, if you may, might not have a house, if you have student loan debt, if you, you know, if you're essentially, if you're extremely, not extremely, but if you're young and just starting out and don't have quite a lot of assets yet, that number will likely be negative. Yeah, and my yeah. point to bring that up is don't lose motivation and don't let right, that, right. don't let that uh, get you down because right, right. you are not the only one that's for sure. And it's only, it could only go up from there. Um, yeah. Now, you know, now you have a baseline and your goal is just to improve that even if it's 1% every month or every quarter or every year, um, however you end up doing it. Um, so that's my little advice on that. That's great advice too, uh, Will. And I will say that a lot of the things that we've talked about today, um, you know, we we are fans, I think, of apps. Um, but apps. I know, I know you do. <laughs> Pat and technology of any kind. But um, there's also so many tools inside of our online banking platform. Mm -hmm. And that's like mm -hmm. shameless plug because um, all of those transfers that Will had mentioned earlier, uh, we have a money manager app. Um, not a money manager app, I'm sorry, money manager tool that you will track your net worth. Um, it will actually even help you with a budget. Um, so all of those things are there. If you just need to set some time aside to go in and do some exploration, but um, yeah. you know, they're all there. No, it's great. And they have that goals tool in there as well. That really cool, like goals. It's like, it's a visual timeline. So you can mm -hmm. see how far away your goals are. And as you move yep. towards it, it gets closer. So you get that extra visual yep. that's super helpful right and the debt snowball like if you yep. if you know going back to negative equity or negative um net worth if you know because if you have high debt or whatever and you know but there's the debt snowball that's in there so there are there are a lot of tools for people to go in and, and take yeah. a look at for sure and another plug for paying down debt is Terry, you did a webinar, another one, a living debt free webinar that we have up mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. So yep. if anyone's interested in learning more about getting out of debt or just how to start that process, we have a webinar that you can check out and use those resources. They're all there for you. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. So thank you all for your uh, awesome points, Liz and Terry. Mm -hmm. um, we have one more thing and that is the Valentine's Day raffle. Starting today, February 17th until February 24th, if you email us a special code that we're going to provide in a second, you will be entered into win a $150 DoorDash gift card. So Ooh. you can, Ooh. you know, if it's snowy here in uh, New England in particular, you could stay in and order out and someone will bring your Valentine's Day dinner for you. Um, or you could just 
order takeout <laughs> whenever you want you wish whatever you want to do it's your world we're just living in it what's so, your goal what's your goal <laughs> yeah so that code terry what's the code that code will is takeout with triangle love it love it so yeah email tcu podcast at trianglecu.org with this code and a screenshot of your subscription so we know that you're a subscriber and you'll be entered to win we're going to be drawing the winner on February 25th, so keep an eye on your inbox to see if you've won. And check out trianglecu.org for contest rules, and good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. That wraps up today's Making Money Personal podcast. Thank you and shout outs to all our listeners. Thank you to our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts to this show or any other ideas to tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. If you subscribe to this podcast, that's awesome. And thank you. If you don't, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow our Making Money Personal podcast page on Facebook. Thanks for listening and have a great day.